Pro production, she put on for a shot. Need a spot where we can kick it. Spot where we belong. That's just for us. In this big city, I want them to mention me. <laughs> Talk your shit, Bree. Okay, you guys, we are back. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Bring More Productions podcast, a safe place for the black opinion. <laughs> I don't know why I just took that long ass, deep ass breath. <laughs> Nigga tie. I'm tired. <laughs> but yes, um, thank you guys for listening to the Bring More Productions podcast, a safe place for the black opinion. And today I'm going to talk about the essence and the teachings of my mother. As you guys know, we drop a podcast episode. We drop a podcast episode every Wednesday, and this week on Wednesday, it is my mother's birthday. And a lot of people ask me questions like, "Bree, why you, why you choose entrepreneurship? What keeps you going? How do you remain consistent?" Um. Where do your essence come from? Why are you so opinionated? Why you're so fearless? Why do you say things that we want to say, but we don't have the balls to say it? And so forth, so forth. And I don't think I I don't think I have ever like seriously gave my mom enough credit. Of course, I talk about her own on Facebook. So if you are one of my friends on Facebook, you know who Deidre is and you know the significance of our relationship because I talk about my mom a lot, but I don't think I have ever went into depth uh, of how influential my mother is to not only my life, but Ajani's life, my son, and also my brother's life. And I just want to talk about a few key gems that my mom have gave to me. And I also like, I know for a fact, you know, it's some people out there that that doesn't have a great relationship with their mother like I do. And I have dealt with people like that. And it wasn't pretty because a woman that doesn't have a great relationship with her mom tends to not have a great relationship with other women. And I went through that myself. So it's like women that don't have a great relationship with their mom tend to discard and destroy and disrespect their friendships with other women. And thank God that my mom was my first sisterhood. So a few gems that Deidre um, bestowed on me and, you know, placed in my heart, I'm going to share with you guys because especially like, I really want those that don't have a mom to listen up. I'm sharing my mama with y'all today. Um, and for those that, you know, are single mothers, I want to give you guys hope because my mom was not only a single mom, she was also a teenage mom. So one of the, number one, one of the things that my mama taught me taught me at a very young age was work ethic my entire life i feel like i've been working 
And it's not necessarily a bad thing either. You know, of course, my mama gave us opportunities and and um, and put us in places where we benefit the most. Like we we went on summer vacations. You know, we did a lot of things growing up. We we traveled a lot. My brother and I were very well traveled kids. So, but my mama always instilled in us to always have a strong work ethic and not only did she show us but she also you know preached to us like you need to work hard so I have a story I think um once we 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 became teenagers I think my mama came into realization that it's time for me to start grooming them to be adults and at the time, I didn't appreciate it. But now I truly do because I can work my ass off. Not only harder, but also smarter. I'm very genius-like because of my mom. So when I was about roughly probably 15, 16 years old, and my brother and I was attending Lincoln High School, shout out to Lincoln, shout out to South Dallas. And if if you are aware of anything regarding South Dallas and Lincoln High School, you know that it's all about fashion cars and just looking fly, dressing fly, being fly. And we are in this environment. Yes, we were raised in this environment, but now we are in this environment where it's kind of like peer pressure to keep up with the fashion trends. That's peer pressure in Lincoln. When I was going to Den Ryan, Peer pressure was drugs, popping pills and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just keeping I'm just being honest. And gratefully, I had a mom, you know, that told us from the beginning, say no to drugs. So whatever. Back to the story. So now we are highly influenced by these kids that are dressing nice from where I'm from. The girls are versatile. Like we can, you can, if you in South Dallas, you'll either see a girl that's wearing the flyest sneaks or the flyest heels. That that's who we are. Is is very is is not necessarily like a one trick pony. She might have braids one day and a quick uh a sewing a quick sewing the next. Like it's so like South Dallas is beautiful. The people from South Dallas are so beautiful. So. Like just being in that zone is like, I want to be, I want to keep up. So me and my brother, we go to our mom and we like, we want them Jordans that's that's about to drop. They about to drop on Friday. We would love to have them, period. Um, and for future references, mom, we for now on, we, we want Jordans. I think at the time we was wearing like Adidas and... Reeboks because it was cheaper so we was just we we were just coming from Den Ryan like I first um high, well my brother went to junior high in Den Ryan I went to high school at Den Ryan up until my sophomore year so I was in Den um the first two years of my my high school career and you know there fashion fashion was okay but it wasn't a big deal. And I was labeled as best dressed freshman. And I just kept with the the punches. Like whatever my mama and my, my grandmother could afford, I just made the best out of it. I remember shopping at Kato's. And if you know anything about Kato's, Kato's is like a 
like a, a a retail store that's for older people. And my grandmother used to take me up there all the time. She had a credit card with Kato's. And I used to wear the hell out of Kato clothes, but I made it my own and I made it fashionable and I made it work. And I remember like white girls would come up to me and be like, I want your shoes. I want this. I want that. You know, you the best dressed freshman. You dress so well. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I don't really have shit. Like I got these from Kato's. <laughs> So I have always been a fashionable person. So when I get to Lincoln and the whole dress and the whole style of dress is different, I'm trying to keep up with that 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 crown that I I, I was crowned best dress. And unfortunately, I was not best dressed at Lincoln. So I'm like, I want to become best dressed again. My mom was like, she looked at us. She was like, it's time for y'all to get a job. If y'all want anything outside of what I can provide, it's time for y'all to work. So we looked at each other and I think my brother had one more year and I was 16. So uh, Kiwi was 15 and we was like, bet. So I got a job. I, I got a job at, um, once we moved to Oak Cliff, shout out to the cliff. My first job was, um, golden chick off a of keys. <laughs> oh, I'm telling y'all, I am as tough as I am because I have been in tough environments. <laughs> and for that to be a chicken spot, that was a chicken spot that you might fight. You might you might get into it with a customer. Like, it was always some drama or whatever. So, my first job was, you know, golden chick. So, I got a cell phone. So, I didn't have a cell phone before then. My mom, hey, if you want this, you're going to have to get it for yourself. So, I... I got my cell phone. I had my own account with T-Mobile. I hooked up everything by myself. I started buying my clothes, yada, yada, yada. And my brother did the same. So my mama instilled in us that, you know, if you want to eat, you have to work. If you want something out of life, if you really want something out of life, you have to get it yourself. And I think it was deeper than... Uh, Oh, you know, I don't have it. I can't provide. It was like, no, I need to teach my children how to survive without me. And I really appreciate that. I didn't, we didn't get cars until we got the cars and we were able to build our credit and get the cars and stuff like that. When I, when, when I, um, she made it her, her business to, you know, as soon as I got my first check, we went to the bank account. Uh, we went to the bank and we opened a bank account. And she she sat me down and she said, "Bree, every time you get some, you get your check, you need to save a percentage of your check. You gonna come up with the percentage. You come up with what you want to say, but you need to save something every time you you um you get a check. So she also taught us money management, how to you know just maintain and manage our money don't be so quick to spend it um save it's okay to save so now nowadays i see parents giving their children everything that they didn't have financially and materialistically is that a word i hope so <laughs> But you see all these kids that got all these this fly ass shit. They have the the iPads and da 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 da. And I'm just like, man, like growing up, 
we did not have that until we got it for ourselves. Like we did not. I'm I'm so serious. So my work ethic really came from my mama putting her foot on her on her kids' necks and like, if y'all want this, y'all want phones and y'all want clothes, you're gonna have to get it on your own. And prior to me being uh 16 years old, um, my mom is in the dental industry and she was a dental assistant for a while. My mom is a straight genius. So she came up with this concept to branch out on her own. Not only did she have her nine to five, but she was also branching out her services as a brand. She branded herself as a dental assistant that was available on weekends. So she would personally reach out to doctors and tell them, hey, if you need help in, in the OR or you need help on, on your, your weekend jobs or whatever, just contact me and I'll be there. So she was getting booked and she came across this dental office that didn't have a secretary. They had the doctor and they had the dental assistant, which was her. She was the dental assistant. So she was like, okay, I got a daughter. She's, she's a fast learner. I think I was like, ooh, probably, I don't think I was a teenager. I was probably like 11 years, 11, 12 years old. And she told the doctor, I have a, a smart daughter. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. She know how she know how to read. She can keep up. If if the only thing we need is for someone to like foul the patient's info and call out their name when we are ready for them, Brie can do it. So the doctor was with it. So my mama was paying me two dollars an hour at the age of eleven or twelve. And she was like, Brie. What you're gonna do is you're gonna get you're gonna get your money. I'm gonna pay you cash. When they pay me, I'm gonna pay you. And you make sure you save your money. So then I wanted to do more with my money. This was definitely elementary. I wanted to do more with my money. So what I did, I created a club with my closest friends and I, I convinced all of them to start putting money in the pot. Okay, y'all, this is what we're gonna do in every other weekend. As we generate this money, we'll go to CC's Pizza or we'll go do something fun with the money. I always been a boss. <laughs> always. But my mama, she she put that power within me. She she gave me the insight of, you know, controlling my fate. Like if you want something, you got to go get it because no one is going to get it for you. I'm not even going to get it for you. And if I'm not around to give it give it to you, you need to know how to get it on your own. So I think it's very important for us to instill that into our children. Yes, I understand that, you know, we are at an age where we make it more money and we you know, we want to give our chil our children everything that we didn't have, but we also need to teach our children everything that we didn't know. And my mama made sure of that. Every time my mama come across new information ab about, even to this day, about anything, she always share with her children. I think y'all should do that. I think y'all should do this. And both me and my brother are full-time entrepreneurs. My brother have not worked for anyone in like forever. And I haven't worked for anyone in, in about four years. So she created bosses and she don't even know it. I think she know it now, now that I'm saying it. But I don't even think my mama really realized her influence. And 
what she instilled in us. Because once we realized that we had control over our faith and it was up to us to get shit done, and we we solely depend on ourselves to get shit done. My my brother is also a father and I'm a mother, but we don't ask anybody to take care of our children. We take care of our children. Um, my mom doesn't a lot as a grandmother, but she instilled us to be independent. So it's kind of like for me and my brother, is it's like a pride thing. Like if we can't do it for our children, we feel some type of way. And if we got to ask, we feel some type of way. And she really created real bosses. And if we like if we can't do something, we'll wait and we'll work harder individually. We'll have exactly what we say we wanted or what we needed. And she she made sure that we worked hard for everything we wanted and she could have easily just threw us the money because growing up she didn't have it even though she was the only child you know my grandmother only had one income she had a home so she was paying mortgage mortgage um i hope i said that right and she was like you know she was a single mom so she wasn't getting help from my mom's father so my mom went without. So my mama could have easily like, you know, been that type of parent. Like everything that I didn't have, I'm going to give it to my children. Yes, yeah, she she went out her way when it comes to certain things, but she also instilled in us to work for what we want and not to even depend on her. And even though she's reliable and we can depend on her, our first mind, our first thought is to do it for ourselves. And we know we can reach back to our mom and be like, help. But at the same time, we like, okay, let me figure this out for our, for myself. And it got to the point where, you know, we we got older in, in age and our family kind of shifted a little bit because my mom was in this, this crazy relationship. Sorry, mom, I'm not trying to put your business out there. But this is a testimony a testimony you know people need to hear this but she was in this crazy relationship with this guy that was like super clingy and he just wanted her to herself and we didn't really like we talked to her on a consistent basis but we didn't see her as much and i don't think she wanted us to see her as, as much so we my brother and i were um young adults like I'm in college trying to figure things out and he's like working um, at a hotel and living with his uh, his girlfriend at the time trying to figure life out. But because the way that she raised us, we were able to fend for ourselves and allow our, our mothers to deal with whatever she was dealing with in her life. And whenever she needed help, we were able to provide for her. Because again, she instilled work ethic in, in in us. So we were both working. I was working full-time. I had a full-time internship and I had a full-time load of classes as well. And my brother was working full-time as well. So whenever she needed us, she can depend on us as well. So my mom made sure to instill work ethic, period. There wasn't no... 
oh, I got it, I got it. My kids ain't got to worry about it. No, my kids are going to work hard for everything that they want, including shoes, clothes, phones, cars, whatever you want, you're going to have to get it for yourself. And at the time, it was like, oh, my God. But now I'm so thankful because when when shit get real over here and I'm to my, I'm, I'm like I'm at my last three dollars. I'm just, you know, I'm just being funny. I go back to the drawing board. And I analyze my situation, I analyze my money, I, I you know, I figure out what I need to do and what I need to remove, what I need to add. You know, because my mom made sure, you know, Brie, work for it, but at the same time, maintain it. Manage your money. Don't be so so quick to spend it. And I was a child that was so quick to spend it. I, I love fashion. I love shoes and clothes and looking good. And my brother do too. He got a bad habit of that as well. But he have the ability to save more money than I do. <laughs> but now it's like we both in the same boat. Like we are literally my mom's mini-me's. And we, we get it done. Another gym that my mom taught us um, was... And this is a big one. Do not be a follower. Be a leader. Yo, my mama said that every freaking day. Especially when she seen that we were becoming ourselves and we were we were we our personalities were sparking. We we had persona now. And we was developing our essence. She instilled that on a daily basis. Yo, don't be a don't be a follower. Don't be a follower. Why you like that? You like that because somebody else like that? Why you doing that? You doing that because somebody else? Didn't I tell you not to be a follower? And, you know, my brother was the one that was like, I always into some shit. <laughs> so when he'll get in trouble, he'll, he'll bring up somebody else. She was like, I do not care about anybody else. What have I told you? What I have I told you since the very beginning? Do not be a follower. Okay, so why are you being a follower? So that's another thing that eats at our pride now. You know, the minute that we feel like we following somebody or we doing something that didn't come from us, didn't come from within, we are bothered. Me and my brother are like that. I, I swear, like... For instance, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, I don't know, like, I, it's, it's been a, like about two years ago, it was a moment in my life where mm, I connected with these women and they wanted to create like a, a group where we call ourselves a name and we go to events together, we dine together, you know, we just pretty much a sisterhood, but it, it's, it felt too clickish. And I don't really like to be in, click, in clicks. Like I don't mind being friends with people and I don't mind having mutual friends but when we start acting the same, talking the same, dining at the same restaurants, 
um, always communicating on a daily basis. What you doing today? No, what you doing today? What we going to do today? Like, I cannot fuck with that. That is not me. Um, and I have a range of friends. I have friends from all different types of backgrounds and I link up with them in different ways and I connect with them in different ways. I don't mind doing that. But once I become part of a clique, I do not like that whatsoever because I was taught not to be a follower. I was taught to be a leader. And what I found out um, as a recent, like just doing, just being an entrepreneur, I strive well when I am alone. Now, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I have friends. I have people that I connect with. I have people that I love and that love me and we fuck with each other heavy. However, on a consistent basis, I need that time to myself. I don't mind being alone. I don't mind being, you know, just roaming in, in, in my own zone because I'm not distracted. I feel like when I am around others on a consistent basis, I'm distracted and I'm motivated to do something that I know that is not for me. And because my mom consistently told me not to be a follower, it eats me up when I feel that I am being a follower. So if I, you know, I start asking myself, like, now that I'm, you know, I'm grown, grown. And when I was in my late 20s, I started thinking, like, Brie, why, why do you want a house? Why do you want a husband? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? Is it because of your peers? So when I start going into debt, uh, why I wanted to do certain things, my childhood came back to surface. And I'm like, I'm asking this I'm asking myself these questions because my mom always told me, don't be a follower. And when we were in those instances where we are following, she she got on our ass about it. Like, okay, so why are you doing this? And if we bring up, if we mention somebody else, oh, it's our ass. Didn't I tell you not to be a follower? Didn't I say not to da 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 so now as an adult, now I'm like, oh, I want to do this because it fulfills me. I want to do this because it benefits me in a journey. If I do this, it I, what I do, my moves, my business, um, how I talk, how I act, who I am has nothing to do with no one else. I don't have a follow with celebrities. I don't care what they wearing. I don't care what car they driving. If I want something, it's because Brie wants it. Not because I was looking at somebody else and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what I'm going to, or, you know, now my friends are getting married, you know, so I can easily be like, oh my gosh, I got to get married too. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to chill. Because that's their journey. That's not my journey. And then the minute that I start walking to, uh, in that path of, oh, my gosh, I, everybody's getting married. I got to get married, too. It would eat me the fuck up. Like, I can't sleep because I'm, I'm, I feel like, okay, I'm on the end of this relationship because so-and-so is married. And I'm trying to get a husband like her. No. Like, I can't even think like that. And it's because my mama always told us, don't be a follower, be a leader. And she told us from the jump. I think she was telling us that when we was like, baby, she had to, because that's one of the things that we 
consistently bring up on a on a daily basis. Like my mama, if we were not born natural born leaders, she definitely created us to be that. And I think all kids need to hear that. You know, when you do things, when you say things, do it because it came from within. Don't do it because you seen somebody else doing it and you think it's going to work for you. And that's the that's the reason why I'm able to truly be my authentic self, because this is truly who I am. And if it's not, then I'm not going to say shit. I'm not going to do shit because it's not Brie. So shout out to my mama for that, because because of that, I created a whole platform, which is very unique in its own because it's simply Brie just being Brie. These are Brie ideas. These are Brie concepts. These, This is a Brie likeness. And if it's anything otherwise, y'all, it's the death of me. <laughs> not only like personally, not only me killing myself, but my mama would definitely kill me <laughs> if I ever did something or said something because so-and-so did it or so-and-so, so-and-so uh, said it. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few more gems that my mama, you know, gave to my brother and I. And right now we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey, if you guys are not aware, Greenmore Productions have a whole YouTube channel where you guys can meet and listen to raw, authentic interviews from up-and-coming artists, known artists, local artists. We take out our time to really interview these artists to get their perspective on the music industry, love, relationships, and many more. So here, I would like to introduce you guys to Rush Hour. They have a song out right now that's streaming on all platforms called Salsa. I'm going to give you guys a clip of it. And hopefully soon, you will see them on the Brewmore Productions YouTube channel. Check it out. Tell me how you think. Mommy, I love it when you salsa, salsa. She love I call a little mama, mama. She love to smoke up on that salsa, salsa. I tell her come through to my casa, casa. Mommy, I love it when you salsa, salsa. She love I call a little mama, mama. She love to smoke up on that salsa, salsa. I tell her come through to my casa, casa. Miamo, young Dino, baby, I gotta know your name. You move Benita, baby, you driving me insane. Okay, you guys, we're back again. Make sure that you always, 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 always look into these small businesses because they are just that small businesses and most likely they are black owned. So make sure you check out our sponsors. And if you need any more information regarding their business information, just simply click on the show notes and there will be links to direct you straight to them so you can purchase their products or their services. Again, make sure you support the sponsors of the Bremore Productions podcast, a safe place with a black opinion. Okay, you guys, we are back and we are talking about my mother. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Deetra. And we are talking about the gems that my mother dropped on my brother and I and pretty much the reason why we are both successful business owners 
entrepreneurs, um, geniuses, thinkers, innovators, amazing parents. Um, another gem that my mom made sure to give to us was the importance of the village. My mama is big on family. And as of lately, you know, what's going on with COVID and the pandemic, we definitely had a, a foundation to lean back on. Now we meet up every Sunday for dinner. Somebody is, I haven't paid for it yet, but my mom is easy. <laughs> my mom is either um, cooking or I cook. I have cooked um, or we'll go out for dinner and somebody will front the bill. And she, she's like super, super, super big on family. She she knows the importance of the village and how we can all benefit from each other. It's deeper than the money. It's also about sharing information. It's also being there for emotional support and, you know, pretty much telling each other we love you, like, and showing that love and expressing ourselves. And my mom is big on that, like, that's a, that's one of the things that I feel like we lack in the in our community nowadays is the village. No, um, I, I feel like we don't support it and we don't maintain it and we don't invest in it as we should. But my mom is thriving in that area, um, especially when the pandemic happened and we didn't know exactly what was what and we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, just finding out information about COVID and how it works, it was extremely stressful because this is new to us, just like it's new to everyone else. So it was it was a key moment. I think my mom just sat down one day and was like, okay, how are we going to survive this? And not only did she think about us, but she also thought about her children and her grandchildren. So in the beginning stages of this whole pandemic, my mom went to the store. She stocked up on groceries. She stocked up on, you know, toiletries and everything we might need. And not only for her household, but also for my brother's household. And and, and she was very sharing with information and also with resources and food and whatever. So she she came in the house one day and she brought in seeds and she was like, Bria, I want you to start a garden. We got to start supplying our own food. What I tell y'all in the last podcast episode, we got to become self-sufficient. And I'm looking at her like... <laughs> What? <laughs> she was like, yeah, because we don't know what, what might happen. So we need to start preparing. And I'm like, okay, just give me the seeds. And I and I start making it do what it do. So then I became obsessed with gardening. And I, uh, I have a whole patio garden. So if y'all follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll know, like, I'm very proud. Like, right now, I have strawberries coming in. And I'm so excited to eat strawberries that I grew. And at that point, 
I, I just started growing all kinds of stuff. I started going to nurseries. I was just, every other day I was coming in with a plant or I was planting new seeds. And we started actually using the, the, um, the food that I was growing, we'll put it in our, t- we'll put basil and, and um, lettuce and stuff like that, that I was growing. We would actually cook it. We actually eat it, drink it, put it in our teas, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so dope. And if it wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't necessarily know anything about gardening because she's the one that brought that idea my way. And she's like, yeah, we need to we need to make this a habit where we we have access to our own food. We know exactly where it's coming from. We know how it was grown. We know this. We know that we know we know what's in it from start to finish. And I'm like, yeah, that was a brilliant idea. So my mama is very adaptive. It doesn't matter what is going on. She she knows how to adapt. And that's one of the gems that this is a gem within a gym that she taught us is how to adapt. It's been times where we didn't know, especially me and my brother, we I'm just 30. I'm 31 and my brother is 30. He's about to be 30. And, and it's been times where especially as adults and new things are happening. We don't know what is what we don't know what to do. And we. We just call our mama and we vent and she always give us solutions. Okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you you need to say. Like she would give us she would give us advice, but yet she would still give us our space to make the final decision. But of course, her advice is always in the back of our heads. So we we always just move accordingly. We always just like, okay, I'm thinking about what mama said, but also I need to think about reality. And I think she, that's is another gym within a gym within a gym. She gave us the, the knowledge of thinking, the importance of stop what you're doing and actually think about and process what's going on. Don't just like continue to run with it. Just stop and analyze what is happening right now. And really consider everything that you that you have to consider, and be smart about it, and think about think about others. Like even when it comes to driving, my mom always say, "Think about others when you're driving. You not only have to drive about you not only have to drive for yourself, you also have to drive for others." So. She even made us better drivers <laughs> because now I'm not only checking for my car, but I'm always like, I'm very observant. So with that being said, that was another gym. Another gym that my mom instilled to us was I always have a plan A, plan B, and a plan C. Always. So a great example of my plan A, plan B, plan C is bring more productions and how I operate bring more productions. And I, 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 I never share this information with no one else, but Hey, I don't mind sharing it with you guys since you are listening. So thank you for listening. So I told y'all she created geniuses and this is just a genius aspect of who I am. So originally I created bring more productions 
to be a blog site where I reach out to people and I share their platform on my platform. Something similar to what Shade Room, Baller Alert, the Jasmine brand, all the blogs that's on social media right now, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I was on Instagram and I only had my personal account. I didn't have Bring More Productions at the time. So I was reaching out to people all over the world like, hey, I'm a fashion lover, fashion extraordinaire. I'm an intern. I go to Oh, my mic just dropped. I go to school. Um, I go to fashion school. Duh, 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 duh. I, I'm just starting my website and I would love to feature you on my website. So I was just reaching out to people and literally taking their, once I get their permission, I would take their pictures and put it on my website and I would tell people where to follow them and all that good stuff. And that's what I wanted to do in the very beginning. So I connected with the guys in Philly, shout out to iNerd. And they was like really digging me and what I had going. And at the time I was also promoting my campaign to go to Berlin, Germany. So once that was all said and done and I raised the money uh, for my trip to study abroad, once I was over there, one of the guys of Einer was like, you should you should do your own fashion show. And when you do your own fashion show, you should invite us because we would love to be there. And I was thinking like, oh, my gosh, my first fashion show. And I would actually have people from Philly to fly down and be part of this show. Oh, yeah, we need to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we need to do that. And my mom was there the entire time. My first fashion show, my mama was on the team. So I did that. So as Bring More Productions started expanding and we are known for our annual fashion shows, I was like, I just feel like I should be doing more. Like I want to do more. I don't, I don't solely want to just depend on the fashion shows to make a profit, to um, to, uh, for exposure or to expose the people that allow me to share their platform on my platform. Like I want to do more in the community and I had to come up with a plan B. So I think my first plan B was the closet sales. And if you know anything about the closet sales, the closet sales is pretty much if you don't know anything about the closet sales, the closet sales is pretty much an event where locally owned businesses come together and they share their, their they sell their products between five to twenty dollars. And at the time I linked up with Buzz Brews because I was always hanging out there. So I'm like, this is the perfect place to, you know, produce this event and make it happen. And that was my plan B. And then I had a plan C, which was the after school program. So now I have three elements of Bring More Productions because my mom always told me, I always have a plan A, I always have a plan B, I always have a plan C. So now we have different umbrellas underneath Bring More Productions. So now I have a plan A, which is the fashion show. The plan B is the closet sales. The plan C is the after school program. The plan D is the podcast. The plan E is the studio. So it doesn't matter what is what and what is slowing down and what is not making what there's still an avenue for me to execute. And I don't have to 
I don't have to heavily rely on one plan. I have plan A through E. Now she always told me have plan A, B, C, but then we we went far and beyond. And that's just how it is. Like your parents are supposed to, everything starts at home. I said this in the last podcast episode as well. Everything starts at home. You are your first, you are the first influence your child experience. So if you preach into your child, you also, you also have to live that. And my mama is the same way. My mama don't heavily rely on her nine to five. My mama is in the dental industry. and She's doing exactly what she loves to do. She loves the dental industry. However, my mama have a plan A, plan B, plan C too. She have a nine to five. I just told y'all she 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 branches out and she she brands herself as an independent dental assist, assistant. So you might still catch her at conventions. She done went to Austin about two years ago uh, prior to COVID to help um, well-known doctors to clean people's teeth. Um, she have CPR with Dietra. Um, during the pandemic, she started a whole company where she's creating masks so now she's supplying masks for not only cpr with ditra but also she's um she's also a contractor for um i think it's nation's best which is a cpr company that teaches um nurses and doctors and students cpr so they hired her to be one of her one of their cpr instructors so that's like multiple streams of income. That's her plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. She, my mama is a hustler. She, she not only instill do what I say, but also do as I do. I can't, I think in her mind, I can't tell Bree to create different avenues and different streams of income if I don't have it. So me and my brother get that from her as well. Um, because it's like, okay, y'all. Plan A might be real slow, you know, and it's true because when COVID hit, bring more productions. I can I couldn't coordinate any events. I couldn't do the fashion shows. I couldn't do the the closet sales, and the after school program was dismissed because the kids were doing virtual learning. So Bree, what you gonna do? How you gonna plan? Because she always instilled having different plans. In executing those different plans to create multiple streams of income, I was good. So now I have YouTube as well. I got podcasts and I have, boom, the studio. And now we are renting out the studio. And when it's time, when I am comfortable enough to present the events, we have the closet sales and we have the after school program and the annual fashion shows. So always instill in your in your kids to have different sources of income, but also before you get those different sources of income, you have to generate these plans. And my mom always taught us this, like write it down. Whatever you want to do, write it down. Create a plan and reach out and do what you need to do to make that plan happen. And don't fold, don't quit. When it's slow, it's slow. When it's not, turn up. And that's how we was raised. To always just like not solely depend on one person, on on one source and create different sources. So 
that is a gem that I live by to this day. Um, another gem is, which I think is very important, and you can imp- you can implement this gem in every aspect of your life. My mom is big on doing the right thing. She said, "You do it the right. You if you do it right the first time, you don't have to worry about it again. If you if you fuck up the first time, you're gonna have to come back and do it again and do it again." So she instilled that in us when it came to homework. Like, bro, you know you gotta get this done. Just get it done the first time, so we don't have to sit at this table. <laughs> we can get done with this, and we can be like, we can be done. You know, just do it right the first time, so we don't have to continue to come back and come back and come back. So that's important to my mom. Just do the right thing and do right by people. I always do right by people. If you owe somebody money, throw them their money back. If you you got somebody on their mind, call them. She tell my me and my brother all the time, call your grandparents. Follow up with your grandparents. And now that my brother is in a committed relationship, she be like, take your t- take your woman out on a date. Make her feel good. Do right by her. She's the mother of your children. Do right by her. And when it comes to me and I'm single, she still be like, don't be honest. And Brie, have a good time. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the guy. You know, you know, I'm co-parenting as well. And it's been times where I wanted to be shady and petty. And she's like, no, we don't do that. Do right. Do right by him. Because when you do right by him, you do right by your son. And that is important. All my business, I make sure that I do right by people. And because if I do right by them the first time, they trust me. And trust is very important. Like building those relationships, doing right by people and building those relationships where they feel like they can trust you, you benefit in so many ways. And my mom is big on that. She don't tell your secrets. You say, Deetra, this, this is only between me and you. She makes sure it's only between you and her. I'm doing right by my people. And when she have extra, it's available to anybody that need it. Not just me and my brother. It's, it's, it's available to cousins. It's available to her mama, to her daddy, you know, to her grandkids, you know, to her friends. If anybody need anything, my mama is big on, I'm going to do right by my people. I know if I got extra and somebody comes to me and be like, I need this. I'm going to give them to, give them to them because it's a reason why I have this extra. It's not just solely about me. So I'm going to do right by people. And she's big on doing right by people. And I think that's the reason why she's so blessed. Because being shady is not an option. Now, don't get me wrong. She'll fuck you up if you try to take advantage of her kindness. But for the most part. You got to push her to that level. You got to be shady towards her. And you don't want to be shady towards people that their first option is to do right by you. You don't be shady. You don't you don't miss out on that blessing because you you want some whole shit. You you really want to cherish people that do the right thing and do right by you the first time because you're going to benefit in the long run. And it's very hard to find people like that these days because you know usually people do nice shit just to get something in return but my mama not asking for anything in return it actually puts her in peace and i and i have adapted that that mindset as well 
to do right by my people, it puts me in a peaceful state where I'm like, okay, I'm good. My people good. If I eat, we eat. If, if I have this, this space, I'm going to share this space. If I have knowledge, I'm going to share this knowledge. I'm going to do right. And it's been, it's been like that for so long. Like even my brother, he is, it's just key. Like we, we, I feel like I I think if we do wrong by somebody, we're going to apologize and we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Just like in the previous um, podcast episode, angry black woman, when I was holding myself accountable, when it comes to my intimate relationships, because if I feel like I'm doing wrong by people, if I feel like, you know, damn, I fucked up. I should never said that. And I don't apologize to you. I'm not going to sleep at night. I can't sleep at night because I'm thinking about, I could have handled that different. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean. I shouldn't. That's harsh. In a gym, within a gym, um, because of my persona and my essence and who I am as an individual, at times I can come off as harsh. And my mom always say, uh, said to me, um, Bree, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. You know, and now I have, that's another thing I have adapted as well. Like, you know, when I find out new information, instead of me gloating about it and making feel, making people feel less than or little, I'm, I'm, I'm more patient because it's like, okay, you just found out this information. That don't make you smarter than nobody. It's not like you've been sitting on this information for 20 years. You literally just found out. So now I have a whole mindset because my mom has always put me in my place like Brie sometimes you can come off as harsh you might have great intentions you might not been you know been thinking about saying those type of things but it actually hurt people feelings and you need to keep that in mind that you are hurting people feelings so you need to switch up your approach it's not what you said what you said was some real shit this is how my mom be talking to me <laughs> she was like what you said was some real shit and people need to hear it but you need to you know soften up your approach you know you know be more relatable make people want to listen to you make people want to tune in because what you're saying is 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 valuable, but you're going to turn people off if you coming off as mean. She didn't say mean. She said, you're going to turn people off if you, if you come off as a bitch. And I'm like, you're right. And it took me a long time to like, it always take me a long time to sit in my shit. Because <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm like everybody else. I don't want to sit in my shit. Don't put me in my place. Like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting to the point I'm like, okay, mama, you're right. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna adapt. So now I have more patience with my people and I don't mind holding myself accountable because I'm not always right. And that's one of the things that my mom instilled in us as an as an adult. Because, you know, especially when I start getting open-minded and I start sharing my thoughts on um on Facebook and I became uh, um opinionated. My mama made it her business to check me sometimes. Like, hey, she'll call me and be like, hey, your Facebook post, eh, it was some real shit, but eh, you could have worded it different. You could have came off, a, you know, a little softer. You you, you was in your bag. Go delete that shit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I used to fight her about it, but now I'm like, you're right. Because I, I think I seen a different perspective when I seen other people doing it, especially the rope 
the woke community, when the woke community start coming out in storms and all of a sudden you see people calling people dumb and yeah, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I sound like that sometimes. So, yes, the last and final gem is, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Be patient with your people, be kind, be welcoming. Um, share the information don't hold off on the information don't keep it in don't keep it bottled up um and just be be do right by people just you know just really 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 consider your um what you say before you say it so I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. And I know my mom is listening to this podcast episode because she is super, super supportive and she supports everything that her kids put their minds to. And I'm grateful to have a mom that I have, you know, people as a recent uh, people been telling me we choose our moms, like, you know, as spirits before we come as a human. And before we we develop in our mom's wombs, we actually choose our parents. And because I, I feel like I'm a genius, I knew my spirit knew this is the woman that I should I should be with for the rest of my life. Like she she's a genius too. Like I know she only 16, but go ahead and you know, go ahead and make that happen. Go ahead and go over there because she's smart, she's loving, she's kind, she's supportive. You ain't going to go no wrong because you you creative, you different. So you need a different mom. You need a unique mom. I think that's what my spirit was saying. <laughs> and I'm so happy if I if that is true and I did choose my mom, we are a perfect match because I can't see myself being compatible with any other person as a mom. Like I know growing up, I never... I never wish, oh my gosh, I wish she was my mom. Like I always been so proud of who my mom is. And she's she's always been super supportive. I can say, Mama, I want to jump the moon. I want to land on the moon. And she gonna support me and she gonna find resources and a map on how I should get to that moon. <laughs> so I just want I want to give a shout out to another sponsor and then I'm going to come back and finish and wrap it up. I'll be right back. I hope you guys enjoyed that clip from the rush hour and their new song salsa. Let us know how you feel about that song and you can always go follow them on IG rush h hour that's rush r u s h h hour and make sure you subscribe to the Bremore Productions YouTube channel again hopefully we will have them soon again go subscribe to the Bremore Productions YouTube channel it's so lit and we get to meet so many different artists y'all know I don't lie to y'all I only tell the truth alright peace Okay, you guys, we are back. Thank you guys so much for 
tuning in to the Bring More Productions podcast, a safe place for the Black opinion. Again, make sure you check out our sponsors because, believe it or not, they are either a small business or Black-owned. And we, y'all already know how I feel about that. I mean, come on. It's a safe place for the Black opinion. Come on. Um, if you are not following Bree More Productions on social media, you need to do so. That's Bree More Productions on all social media platforms and also YouTube. So please take out the time right now because you can listen to the podcast and, you know, do, doodle and dwiddle and finger your phone. <laughs> yes, I said finger <laughs> your phone. So while you're listening right now, go follow me, Bree More Productions. Go follow the business and you can also... Follow me personally on Instagram. I cannot add any more friends on Facebook because I have already re- reached the 5,000 um, friends, which is sucky because I feel like we should be allowed to have more than 5,000 friends. So what else? Um, but my personal um, social media account is the Bree Moore. That's T-H-E. I spell it correctly. I don't spell it D-A. Double no, nah, we don't do none of that. It's the T H E Bree B R E E more M O O R E. Go follow me on uh Instagram, please. And also, you can follow me on Facebook. Unfortunately, we will not be friends, but that's okay. I'm sure there's going to be somebody that deletes me from their friend list. And as soon as, as soon as people delete me, I add somebody. So go ahead and get in line and it's okay. I promise you. That's how I'll be thinking. I swear. I'm going to tell y'all this and then I'm going to continue. It seemed like, okay, so two weeks ago, I opened up the, the studio, the studios and, um, it seemed like I was losing like a shitload of followers. I'm like, damn, y'all don't want to see people succeed. Like, what is up with this? Y'all, I kid y'all not. I was at 5,000. And I look at my numbers because numbers is important because I'm an entrepreneur. Okay? So my numbers are important to me. These are these are potential clients. You know? So I'm like, what the, What did I do? What did I say? And then for two weeks, I just been promoting the studio, which I'm gonna continue to do. But I'm like, damn, y'all, y'all, like, what is it? Or y'all, and I know sometimes life happens and people end up like, you know, canceling their membership or whatever with Facebook. So it's not that big of a deal. It's not really me. It's probably people just like, you know, deleting their pages, but. It was a significant amount of people, though. I'm like, damn, did I say something? It's like like 30 people. I'm like, okay, what did I say? And I, I like I said, for the past two weeks, because I opened two weeks ago, for the past two weeks, I've just been talking about business. I've been talking about Bring More Productions Podcasting Studio, Bring More Productions Creative Lab Studio, just really promoting it. Um, before I really invest money into marketing, I just really been doing everything um, word of mouth and um, just promoting on my on all of my platforms. So I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. I'm losing followers. I should be gaining followers right now. <sighs> but y'all know how that shit goes. And I'm going to tell y'all this right now. Do not allow that shit to, to discourage you, period. You don't need a million people to make a million dollars. And that's on gang. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just on oh my mama. 
Shout out to my mama. Like you don't you don't need a million people to make a million dollars. You just don't. And I feel like I have a quality platform with quality services and events. I'm going to be straight. So if you don't feel like being um, motivated, cool. Get your intimidated ass out the way. Because at this point, I can't deal with low self-esteem. I have conquered. I made a Facebook post about that yesterday. I have conquered confidence and optimism. If your low self-esteem, low vibrational ass come over here with your slew-footed, slow-minded, closed-minded ass come over here with all that filth, I can't fuck with you. Because you're going you gonna to rub off on me, and then I'm going to start feeling like I can't do shit. And I really cannot afford that right now. Keyword, afford. I cannot afford that dumb shit right now. I'm just, I know people go through their shit. And, you know, you, I'm not always the happiest. However, I have the faith of a watermelon. Not a mustard seed, but a whole watermelon. I don't need you to come over here fucking up my fruit salad. I just do not. I, I, I can't. I can't. And that's what we need to understand. Like, people really, the people that have access to you, that can really fuck your mindset up. Because the minute you start thinking about ideas and shit and what you want to do, they will tell you, how, how you going to do that? That don't make sense. Don't do that. No. I mean, so many people are already doing that. Don't do that. That is complete bullshit. Like I told this, um, I had a visitor yesterday and she was like, I just want to do this. I want to do that. But I feel like, no, if you feel, if it's urging you to do something, that's God telling you to do it. God is nudging at you, punching you in your spirit and telling you, yo, you need to be doing this. Don't you do that. Don't you ignore God. If it's an urge and you you feel the urge, like you feel like you should be doing something, you are supposed to be doing it. Do not ignore your spirit because that's the portal that God connect to to give you information and give you ideas. The minute that you start doubting yourself, you become disobedient to God. So stop doing that shit. And if you see somebody being successful, you see somebody, you know, accomplishing their goals, be happy for them. Because your blessing, if God is blessing your neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. And the minute that you feel like, I I mean, she ain't really shit. She don't deserve that shit. Oh, I'm going to delete her. She always talking about this. That lady ain't did shit to you. That's your low self-esteem ass. That's jealousy. That's bullshit. That's that's post-shit. And guess what? That energy going to follow your ass and you're not going to accomplish nothing. So if you got a bad habit of not saying congratulations, if you got a bad habit of being a hater, if you got a bad habit of being jealous, you need to you need to remove that shit. And the way that you can move, remove that, because y'all know I got solutions. And I'm talking my shit right now. I'm still on, you know, I'm still going to dedicate this podcast episode to my mama, but this is Dee Dee talking. This is my mama alter ego. This is Dee Dee talking, okay? This is the solution to your bullshit. You see somebody being successful, 
You force yourself to tell them congratulations, even if you don't fuck with it. You just seen somebody get a higher credit score and they say something about it on Facebook. You take your ass over there and you say congratulations. You 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 soak up that energy because I believe it or not, your credit probably ain't shit. So you need that energy. So you go over there, you say congratulations, sis. Congratulations, queen. Congratulations, king. And next thing you know, you make a habit of that. Every time you see somebody doing some some big shit, you congratulations. You see somebody buy a house and you want a house, you say congratulations. You see somebody finish college and your ass still struggling with this one class, you say congratulations. Because believe it or not, that shit gonna motivate you. That's gonna make you like, okay, I gotta get on my shit. Stop being fucking haters towards your own people. That shit is lame as hell and we should be tired of that shit y'all not tired of that shit by now damn y'all don't want to see nobody happy because you're not happy so you don't want to see nobody else happy well guess what motherfucker if you if you congratulate somebody else if you pour out good energy you're gonna get that shit right back it's deeper than money it's spirit our spirits control all this shit not just our physical beings it's our spirit as well your your spirit soaks up everything that you observe like yo i can go that shit irritates me i hate when people are jealous of me i feel like if you jealous of me you jealous of god because i'm being obedient i'm just simply being obedient and i go hard for god so if you jealous of me you insulting God, we got an issue. But I'm going to let you make it, though, because you don't know no better. I'm just going to get out your way. Because those type of people that are quick to be jealous are the same motherfuckers that will kill you quick. They, they kill you. Jealous people kill you. So I don't got time to be around you. However, if you a jealous type, if you got a quick, I must be talking to somebody. I gotta be talking to somebody. This message gotta be for somebody that's listening. Because all of a sudden, I'm really passionate about it. So I'm gonna finish. If you are jealous about, if you are jealous, if you are easily triggered and your emotion go into jealousy, fix that shit. Because you're not gonna be happy until you happy to see others happy. We all in this shit together. What you put out to the what you put out into the universe, you're gonna get it right back. So if you jealous, ain't nobody gonna be jealous of you though, because you ain't doing shit. However, if you start putting your energy towards doing good and being righteous and doing doing right by people, shit that my mama taught me, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be well off. You support other people's businesses and not asking for discounts. When it's time for your business to be supported, you're going to get what you gave in abundance. I don't understand why y'all don't understand that. And it's not just about just get, uh, receiving. You should feel good that you're able to give because I'm sure there's been times where you didn't have shit. Change our hearts. You don't have to get the hate out your heart. Quick. Quick. Please. But then again, you don't have to because your ass just going to be left behind. 
people think, oh, I got to work hard. I got to work hard. If I work hard, I get more money. I get more money. I get No, it's not just about working. You got to change your fucking heart. You got to build relationships. You got to do right by people. When you do right by people, you do right by God. And God going to bless you. Stop playing. Stop being so damn hateful for no reason. You should be happy that people are succeeding. We came into this country as slaves. So if somebody got a 700 in, in a credit score, you should be clapping with them. If somebody started a business, you should be happy for them. And you should support it. And you don't have to necessarily just spend money with somebody either. You can support in many other ways. We need to start putting what we want. We got to give. You can't just be like, I want this. I, I want that. I want you got to start walking like it. you got to give. You want information. You got to give information. You want money. You got to give money. You want love. You got to give love. Back to my mama. So shout out to <laughs> shout out to my mama. Happy birthday. Um, please know that we are so grateful to have you. I'm grateful to have you as a mother, as a friend, as a grandmother to my son. And I'm so I'm so fond of you. I'm so proud of you because you have adapted and strived in each milestone that came your way first you was a teenage mom then you was a, a mom to teenagers and I know when we was teenagers we gave you hell and I want to apologize for that but thank you for having patience with us because you once was a teenager and then we become adults and you had to adapt to parenting adults and now you're a grandmother so now you have to adapt to being a grandmother and still be a parent and that's the one thing that I love about my mom. She, that's another thing, one many things that I love about my mom. She is, um, she still believes in parenting. She told me that about a month ago, I don't give a fuck if you 50 years old. She's like, I don't know. She said, I don't give a fuck if you're 100 years old. You need to tell me where you going to be at. Are we gonna have problems? I said, Mama, when I'm when I'm one hundred, did you really mean to say when I'm one hundred years old? <laughs> Do you really mean to say that? Yes, and I mean that shit. When you a hundred years old, you need to tell me where the fuck you at. Okay, all right. So this lady is gonna be a parent to the death of her. Do you hear me? She she do not take that lightly. She is extremely in love with her kids, and because of that. I'm able to adapt that mindset and apply it to motherhood. And I treat Ajani the same way. <clears throat> she gave me the blueprint of motherhood and how to adapt to the the milestones um, that Ajani is going to face. And also how to adapt to my co-parenting relationship. Um, so shout out to you, mama. We love you. We hope that you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do for me. Because if it wasn't for you, I won't be an entrepreneur. If it, if it wasn't for you 
Bremore Productions would not exist. Fun fact, before I wrap this up, my mom actually came up with Bremore Productions. I didn't come up with it. She came up with it. It was her idea. So please know that I'm like so grateful for everything that you do as a as a friend, as a mother, as my therapist, as my ATM. <laughs> um, just thank you so much. And please know, like, for the rest of your life, you have nothing to worry about. And I hope you are too proud of us and who we have become as adults. And I cannot, I feel like words are not enough. How do you express yourself when you love somebody so much? I This is really, it's hard for me to, to express myself because the love is so great. I feel like I have not said enough. I feel like my mama deserves so much more than a podcast episode. I, ne- I probably need to write a book. But thankfully, this podcast episode will be here forever. So hopefully somebody else was listening and it would just be transpired and just keep generating forever and ever. So I hope that all the single moms are listening. And if you are doing this alone, I hope this motivates you to continue to have hope, continue to motivate your children, continue to invest in your children or child, whatever your situation is. If you are a single mom and just look at me and my mom's situation, my mom was a teenage mom and she did this alone for many years and she's doing it alone now. So just look at it like, oh, my gosh. Like one day my child might write a, a, a song about me or um, a podcast episode about me or write a book about me. I might motivate my child to be the next president or a business owner. Just keep pushing, keep striving, keep going, keep putting your children first. It's all going to work out. It's all going to benefit you in the long run, long run. I promise you. Just continue to invest in your children. Keep loving on them. Keep being there for them. Not only financially, but emotionally. And when they turn 18, don't cut them loose. That's when it matters the most. And that's what I learned from my mom. She did not cut us loose. That's when she she came with it even harder with her parenting. So I hope y'all listen to this podcast, single moms, teenage moms. Um, Anybody that have a mom or don't have a mom, I hope that I'm able to share this, you know, share hope with you guys and actually feel the love of of a mother. I hope I gave you guys that. Um, And I hope that I gave you guys hope and, you know, a path to pretty much a path to confirmation. Like, okay, I'm 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 on the right path. Continue to invest my child as who they are, not uh not who I want them to be, but who they are. My mom is big on that. She ain't switched up. She ain't made us do anything that we didn't want to do. She just invested into who we are. And I know as a teenage mom, everything was hard for her to adapt. She's a child herself, but she did it. Now she got grown, grown babies. And we are both striving in entrepreneurship. So I hope y'all feel motivated and I hope y'all 
inspired and I hope that this podcast gave you guys confirmation. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Bring More Productions podcast, a safe place for the black opinion. And if you want to continue this, this conversation, just hit me up on Instagram or hit me up on Facebook, share this, share the clips. If it touches your heart, share it. And I think, I think we need to appreciate our parents more, appreciate the village more and give our people their flowers because we look upon the celebrities and social media influencers when we got real people in front of us right now that's doing real shit that is, that's inspiring us to be great. So if you can shout out a social media influencer, you can shout your mama out. If you can shout out a celebrity, you can shout your granny out. Give our people their flowers while they're here because time is not promised. And mama, I hope you are excited and happy with this podcast. And please know that I'm only a reflection of you. And thank you for everything you have done for me. Please know that I'm beyond grateful. Until next time, stay dangerous. Peace. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I did it. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all be amazing. <laughs>